Welcome to the Dark and Lovely Pod with your girl Ohima T and Dej. Tune in every Friday. No. Welcome to the Dark and Lovely Pod with your girl Ohima T and Dej. This is a safe place for black women and specifically dark skinned women to tune in every Friday to hear us talk about issues that affect us in the black community. Yes, sir. And this is season two. Like, um, rejection and how people deal with rejection mm-hmm. has a lot to do with their ego. Yeah. Like, if they have a really big ego, you know what I mean? They're going to think, like, any little thing that you do that's negative, mm-hmm. like, it has to do with them. One thing, you know how we talked about how you're raised in rejection? One yeah. thing I will say is that although me and my parents are very, like, everything happens for a reason kind of people, mm-hmm. I don't like public L's. Like... If I'm taking an L, like, I'm going to take it, like... Like, in private. In private. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back to another episode. Yes, yes, yes. So, before we begin talking about um, our topic, (laughs) um, we just wanted to tell you guys that this will be our last episode for season two. Mm -hmm. We're going to go on a bit of a debrief. Prioritize our mental health. Yeah. Get our affairs in order, back to school, back to work. Exactly. And then we'll be back again for season three. On the 24th. On the 24th of September, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the 24th of September. Mm -hmm. We'll be back live and direct every Friday. Yes. At 7 (laughs) a.m. On all platforms. Okay. Yeah, so don't miss us too much and while we're gone, stream season one and season two. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. For this week's episode, I'm gonna read a tweet that sums up what we'll be talking about for today. So the tweet is by oh god. At your girl busy B <laughs> on Twitter. And it reads all jokes aside. I don't really view rejection as a bad thing anymore. I like knowing where I stand with people, even opportunities. What's for me will be mine, and that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you think is the biggest rejection that you've had to face so far? Um, I have a couple. I don't know if they're the biggest, but like a couple that stand out to me when I think of that is like so when I was applying for my master's obviously I applied to bare schools and then the first um thing that I heard back Mm. was a no Mm. that was from Ottawa and then I was like okay (laughs) and I was like damn like am I not gonna go to school but then Mm. I told myself like and I prayed that like the next thing I hear back is gonna be an acceptance Mm. like I just kept kept telling myself that over and over just kept praying saying that prayer over and over that the next time I hear back from the school thing being acceptance and then it was Mm -hmm. okay so like and then another one was in the pandemic this one like this one really really hurt me so so um my parents both work for the city of Toronto Mm -hmm. and like obviously like city of Toronto is like a really good job like Mm -hmm. anything that you're doing that's not in city of Toronto like add like 10 15 dollars like that's their Mm -hmm. like they pay a lot of money right Mm -hmm. 
So um, I applied for this job that I was honestly overqualified for mm-hmm. in terms of my experience and my education, but like it was a pandemic and money I have to make. So I applied mm-hmm. and then like I got, it was me and my friend that applied mm-hmm. and um, like I knew all the answers and everything like that. So yeah. the city of Toronto, when you're applying for the job is first you apply mm-hmm. and then usually when it's not in a pandemic, you do a written test. And then mm-hmm. after you do the written test, then you have a uh, panel interview, right? Yeah. Okay. Because it was a pandemic, they took out the written test because it's in person. So what they did was they did like a Zoom interview, but the interview was a test. So so they're asking you like... Like, like so basically, yeah. So basically when you look, go onto the Zoom thing, um, they give you a list of questions. Like show you? Or... They show it to oh, you. Okay. And then you have like, I think it was like 10 minutes to like plan out your answers. Minutes. It was like, yeah, it was like 10, 15 minutes. How many questions? I think it was like five. 10 minutes? But it was like, act like, what would you do with this? What would you do that? What, like, blah, blah, blah. That's so stressful. Right? And then you you plan out your answers, answers and then they ask you one by one. Right? Oh, so much anxiety. So then I was, and like, I was like, yo, I know these questions easy. And like, yeah. my friend actually went first. It's so like, yeah. she even told me. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like at the same time. But no, no, no. She went like I think either the day before or the same day, but like mm-hmm. an earlier time. So she told you like what they would be. But asking. like I already knew, cause like my dad is my dad works there. True. And yeah. on top of that, it's I've had like multiple social service roles, so like I knew. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know if I was just too prepared. Mm-hmm. So like when they were asking me like, and also like whoever was interviewing me was like, I don't know if he was like like it was like I don't know if he knew that I was gonna get it right i don't know like i just felt like he knew my parents or something like it just oh, something was off like and like thought it was too easy for you yeah so like every time they would ask me a question i would answer it and then he'd be like but what else but what else but what else and then like oh. i started to feel like my answers were wrong so i started losing my confidence mm. and but sometimes they ask you that because like you're missing like a key thing that they want you to specifically say you know i don't know but like it was just making me lose my confidence yeah. because like no, yeah that's because like I had prepared so much for it mm-hmm. and like I just the questions to me were easy you know what yeah. I mean but yeah. then like I don't know like he kept he kept saying but what else but mm, like it was just weird his energy He's was saying weird that? you're not supposed to say you're not supposed to give like the person you're interviewing like any indication of how they're doing in the interview no he know? was he was it was weird something was wrong yeah. and he wasn't on camera so whatever you want he wasn't but, on camera what that's weird it was weird. That's weird, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, so I started losing my confidence, but I feel like the more I was losing my confidence, the more I was even forgetting the things that I knew. Yeah. So then yeah. I didn't get it. And like, I remember like it was, like this is a pandemic, so this is like, and I didn't want to take too much syrup. It's like, this is when mm. like my savings is soon done. This was like the end of the summer, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, it was literally like this time last year, literally, because mm. we were going to, for my friend Letitia's birthday's cottage or whatever right mm-hmm. and i was like i already had plans with what i'm gonna do the money i'm like yo if i get the job i'm gonna buy her a bottle of patron for her birthday like <laughs> da, 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 da. like you know having plans no i had bear plans are you dumb i'm like shots on me i'm gonna buy my friend this and that like blah 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 right and then like the day before we left mm-hmm. not the day before the day before we left like i got like an email saying an email yeah like that's so rude that i didn't make it to the next level and i literally like like I, I um, I went to my parents' room and I was like, oh, like, 
I didn't get mm-hmm. it. And then they're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Like, their initial reaction was like, oh, my gosh, no. Because, like, everyone's like, oh, you got this. Like, you got yeah. it in the bag. Like, because yeah. even, like, I was practicing the questions to my dad. And he's like, yo, I don't need to practice with you. Like, you know yeah. this, right? Yeah. And then I, when I told them I didn't get it, their initial reaction was like, oh, my gosh, what the hell? Like, yeah. And then it just made me sad. And then I went mm-hmm. to my room and I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, wow. I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? Like I'm a bomb. Like, okay, you know? you're so <laughs> that's the thing. Like so when you fit, when you get rejected, like you you like spiral. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You start thinking about all these bad things that you've done. How no one's gonna love you. How no one's gonna ever give you another chance to have a job. Like yeah. Know? And Loki, I was I was um those times I was doing some things I wasn't supposed to be doing. So I was like. I was like, God, like, is this why? Like, is this, <gasps> no. like, is this a punishment? Like, you're no. mad at me, fam? Like, Stop. you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was super sad. And then my mom was like, well, it's okay. Then my dad's like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, honestly, everything works out for a reason. Because to be honest, I feel like if I, I didn't, if I got that job, I don't mm. know if I would have applied for my PhD because oh, like you're making like almost $40 an hour yeah. at 24 years old what the yeah. fuck else do I need like true. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah I feel like that was last year this time I was going through I was super super sad and because mm-hmm. you know how I always talk about how I was already feeling like a bum after I graduated like what am I doing like yeah. what am I saying mm-hmm. and then like I didn't get it something that everybody thought I was going to get Mm-hmm. And it just upset me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the thing with job interviews. I don't tell anybody anymore. I don't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I only told my parents and then my one friend that we both applied. Oh okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like now everyone, I don't know why everyone thinks I work for the city of Toronto. I why? Just think, <laughs> I just think because like my parents do, and like because I work in social services, and most oh. social service social service jobs are with the, city of with the city or ran by the city or whatever. But yeah. I don't work with the city anymore. And then every time people are like, "Oh, you work with the city, right?" I just kind of like, Ugh. "Oh, you think like, about it?" Stings. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, fuck you." Like, no, I don't work with the city, bitch. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Now I work with Marco, but yeah. Oh, that's still good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the city of Toronto is definitely better, but you know, still work with a city. True. Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, see now that you said a story like that, I'm like, okay, I kind of have a story too. So when I was applying for my master's, mm-hmm. I only applied to three schools, and like they were through this like portal, portal thing where you apply. It's it was called OUAC. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you like apply through all the schools, um, like through the same portal. Did you guys have to write a letter or something? Like, a, like, do you just apply with your marks or do you... No, we have to write a statement of intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, the thing with, like, my specific program mm-hmm. is, like, you you apply and then you find out with all the schools on the same day. Like, whether you get accepted or not on the same exact day. Right? So... Really? Yeah. So, it was, like, I remember this day. It was April 2nd. Not April 2nd, y'all! <laughs> 2019, it was, like, 8.23. And 8.23 yeah. no, I was so stressed that day like I had so much anxiety the two because like imagine knowing when that you're gonna is, find out yeah. if you're accepted or not mm-hmm. so the the previous two weeks I was like oh my god like I can't do this I couldn't even work like I was just stressed out mm-hmm. so April 2nd finally comes right and mind you like the the school that I found out first was supposed to be the easiest school to get into mm. right 
So I'm like, this was like plan C. I'm thinking, okay, this is plan C, right? Mm -hmm. So I get like an email from the school and they're like, oh, sorry to inform you, but you actually didn't get accepted, right? And I was like, oh You know how much rejection letters are so, that hurt the most? U of T. When U of T says no, it's fucking rude. I know you don't, (laughs) you've never never experienced that emotion, but like when they say no, they like, What did they say? (laughs) They send you an email and they tell you to open the attachment. Why? (laughs) And then you open the attachment and they, anyway, it's rude, but go on. Oh my God. No, but like, bro, when I saw that, that, um, that rejection email, I'm like, okay, like, I'm gonna have to apply to jobs now. Like, I'm not going to school at all. Because if like, imagine not getting into like, supposedly the easiest school. I'm like, obviously I'm not going to get into the 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 hardest ones, ones, right? So I'm like, oh fuck. Like, yeah, I was on the phone with my partner at the time and i was just bawling i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not going to school i'm gonna have to apply next year i even like brought up my statement of intent and i was like rewording it like trying to already because I, I i just like in my heart i was like okay there's no way like in my head i'm like there's actually no way if i didn't get into this school i'm not getting into all of them like you mm-hmm. know what i mean but then um i waited maybe like six hours and I wasn't getting any more emails. So I was like, oh my God, like, it's actually done. Like, it's actually over for me. And I was like, accepting it, right? <laughs> I was actually, no, I was accepting it. Literally, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it's fine, right? Like, it's okay. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. So then I went on OUAC, right? And then no one told me that they show you the offers there too, right? And then I saw under U of T offer, like it says offer, it says offer or rejected. And it said offer there. I'm like, oh my God, like, Jesus, Aww. like, oh my god, I'm so happy, but yeah, that was definitely, I think, one of the biggest rejections. rejections. <laughs> yeah. So far, I'm trying to think if I've ever, what else I've been rejected from, even like, um, this PhD because I got into my first school, mm-hmm. and I think the second email that I got was a no, and even though. It still hurts. It still, still hurts. And I kind of knew I wasn't going to get into U of T just because, you know, I know how U of T is. They're and racist. like, yeah. <laughs> and like the nature of my research, like, because when I was applying for my master's, my prof from U of T told me that like, you're going to have to change your research if you want to get into mm-hmm. U of T. Mm-hmm. And so I did. But then I felt like I'm not doing that this time because I'm more mature in my academic career. Like, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and you don't you want to change something to like not be interested. Just to in say, I, oh, I went to U of T. I already went to yeah, U of T. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so when it comes to dating mm-hmm. as a dark woman, like not mm-hmm. necessarily in relationships, but just like guys talking to you, like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that you have experienced rejection more so than either your friends that are like? light skin or just light skin women in general like uh, i would say specifically your friends because you can see like firsthand yeah you know what i mean yeah okay um i think when when i was growing up and we first started dating mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like i noticed my friends getting more attention mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like if that makes sense yeah um but like as i said in like older episodes like my mom always told me like you know this is something that's going to happen like mm-hmm. and she told me why like but it still kind of hurt of but course. still 
like like I kind of I wasn't like oh my gosh like I'm ugly like I I attribute it to like okay like that's maybe why it's because like they don't see the value in me because I'm dark skin like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that's how I would think about it but in terms of actually like going out like dating people I think it like instills like a fear of rejection mm-hmm. you know what I mean where like I wouldn't actually like if I like someone I would not tell them that I like them Mm. I would not like go out my of, of my way and like try and date someone like I'll wait and see who's interested in me mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And whoever's interested in me Then I'll be like, okay, do I like you? And then I'll, we would go from there But like I wouldn't actively go out of my way and like try and like date anybody or like show that I'm interested Because I didn't want someone to be like, oh, well, she's dark skin. I don't like her. like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like now It's I don't really care about that and I'm more willing, not that I do like go out of my way to like try and date anyone, but like, mm-hmm. um, like I have less of a fear of that rejection because at this point it's just kind of like you have like a lot of shit. Like you're there, the problem, not wanna, me. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to date someone like you anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think I knew that as like uh, someone that started dating in high school. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think for me like. When I was in high school, I noticed the same thing. Like, I didn't get as much attention. Yo, there was one, there was a certain time where I felt like all my friends were light-skinned. What? Like, in high school. You thought all of your friends were light-skinned? No, like, all of my friends were light-skinned. Like, oh, most, no. like, like, grade nine. Yeah, because, like... What about Kayla? But Kayla wasn't in, at Doc in grade nine. Oh, she wasn't? No. Oh. Yeah, well, Kayla's my childhood friend. But, yeah. like, she didn't go to, like, my high school until grade 10. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. And then, um, so it was, like, me, like, Rhonda, Nia. Oh, yeah. Um, who else? Mika. They weren't, like, light-skinned, but they weren't, like, me. You know what I mean? Yeah, they weren't, like, you wouldn't classify them as dark-skinned. Yeah. So I just kind of felt like, you know? Yeah. I kind of, and, and I felt like, um... Like, you know, like, when you're in high school and, like, you play with the boys and stuff, like, the boys will, like, either, like, touch your butt or, like, mm-hmm. like they flirt mm-hmm. with you. Like, I never had that relationship with any kind of guys in, in my grade in high school. Like, it was mm-hmm. more like me, like, me and them were friends. Like, mm-hmm. you're my dogs. And then, like, you're trying to talk to my friends. Like, oh, or, like, we would go to, like, parties and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know how, like, you would always, like, get booed up with, like, certain boys, like, yeah. when you go to parties? Like, I was never booed up with them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always, like, they are booed up with my friends and then I was just, like, not the comedic relief, but, like, the one that's drunk in the corner or some shit. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. never, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, in high school, it was that. But then, like, when it, when I started to transition to, like, um, you know, when you start going to the club and, like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I started to feel rejection and not, like, um, it was never, like, when guys would, like, like, come, like, you know, like, when I, we, you go to the club and, like, a guy's like watching you guys mm-hmm. and you're like oh like, who like who is he trying to talk yeah. to and your friend's like oh it's you it's you no it's you like mm-hmm. it was it was never me mm-hmm. like you know what i mean so like those little things mm-hmm. like i would um it never got easier for me like mm-hmm. those times yeah and then like the same thing like when i would see a cute guy like i would be like, I'm not going to say anything because, like, what is, how is he going to feel? Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that's, and I think I started to subconsciously, like, 
like you know how like I like when I go out and stuff like I really like put myself like I really like wear like extra yeah. stuff and like yeah. I like extra stuff mm-hmm. like I I don't know if I was listening to something or watching something and then somebody was saying that like as a dark skin woman like she like makes sure that like she puts herself together like mm-hmm. properly and stuff when she goes out mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't know if like I've done that subconsciously like oh, okay. to like not to overcompensate but like do you know what I mean yeah because like n- now like if, if you're not <laughs> like honestly if, if you don't like me your color is still but it's like <laughs> it's like you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I do that so that I know that it's not because I don't look good. It's because, like, you don't oh, like dark skin girls. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So at least I know that it's, you just don't like dark skin girls. And then I guess it makes the rejection easier to, to like, accept. Yeah. Because like you that's said, true. if you don't like dark skin girls, I don't like you. You know yeah, what I mean? that's true. But, mm-hmm. but it still stings. It still stings, but I think that... Even when people say it now, I'm like... Even though, like, it's, like, okay, like, we have a lot of unlearning to do, and I probably don't want to date you anyway, but, like, mm-hmm. it still hurts. Have you experienced, I mean, we've also been in a pandemic for, like, two years, mm-hmm. but, like, have you, I don't know if I've experienced, like, I'm trying to think the last time, I think I'm just so used to it now. Used like, to what? Like, honestly, if I go to a club, I'm not expecting a guy to approach me. Really? Yeah, because they usually don't. Like, I've had, like, the experiences that I've had that, like, I've met a guy in a club and, like, we take each other's numbers, like, mm-hmm. more like I, like, either approached him. Like, I'm not scared to approach a guy. Especially, like, if I'm drunk, like, I'll actually chop you, like. <laughs> but, like, or I'll position myself for you to have me. Yeah. If I, if I position myself and you're not taking it, then I'm like, okay, you don't want it. You know yeah. what I mean? But, like, I, like, when I was younger, like, I've told you, like, I've gone to a guy and grabbed his face, like, you're so sexy. But oh I was God. actually really, I was also really, really drunk. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I will do that. And yeah. even, like, like, I'll just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was like, are we still recording? It was good. I'm taking it back. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure I I was, like, what's The up? one who, like, yeah, initiated everything. Yeah, and then obviously he is a because he's a whore. But, like, he, like, I'm pretty sure that I. Yeah. I think it was my birthday. But, yeah. So, yeah, I think that it, for me, it has gotten easier. I think it's kind of like, um, like if I'm planning to go out with my friends mm-hmm. or I'm going to the club, like in my head, like I stopped, like, cause I feel like before, especially like when we started going to the club, 19, yeah. 20, 21, like, oh, I'm going to go out. Oh, I'm gonna find a man. We're gonna be dancing all night, like shit, like oh, that. Like yeah. I don't have that in my head anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going out, like I'm going out to have fun with my friends. Yeah. Like I'm not thinking or expecting or wanting to have that anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It probably it's probably not gonna happen, <laughs> unfortunately, because niggas is colorist. Yeah. And especially like I feel like a lot of niggas like dancing girls in secret, so like if they're. If their niggas are there and they're at the club, like, and like, there's like, um, you know, a dark skin girl and a light skin girl, like, if they find both attractive, mm-hmm. they'll probably try and talk to a light skin girl because. Because of their friends? Yeah. I think yeah. guys care what they're, about what they their friends think do. a lot. Yeah. Do you think rejection has anything to do with how we were raised? Or like, why some people are better at rejection than others? Um, I think. To be honest, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think 
I don't think I'm I think I'm good at handling rejection obviously I'm not perfect I and I'm still human but in terms of like I'm a very like like when bad things happen like I am like an overthinker and I am sensitive and I do get in my head Mm -hmm. but in terms of like everything happens for a reason like I'm very like that type of person Mm -hmm. like for me like even if like I miss my highway exit and like Mm -hmm. I end up being late for work like I don't get cheese because I'm like God didn't want me to be on the highway like Mm -hmm. something was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and that's how I was raised like um even um what happened like my parents are those type of people too like if they were to miss their flight or something were to happen like they're very like it's okay right away like it's okay especially my mom even my dad like it's okay it was for a reason so like when it comes to rejection in that type of way like Mm -hmm. um and even the job thing like it the reason why I felt that way was so amplified because it was a pandemic you know what I mean yeah and because I just I felt like I had pressure like this is something that both of my parents worked there like my whole life I'm like I'm gonna end up working for city of Toronto like and this is my moment and they fumbled mm-hmm. the bag like you know what I mean so mm-hmm. that's why you didn't it's... fumble the bag you just wasn't meant to be exactly yeah. so um yeah I think that initially I do have a, a normal human reaction mm-hmm. but I think in comparison to a lot of people like when it's like let's say everybody else will take like an hour like I'll probably take like 20 minutes because mm-hmm. like I was just raised like everything happens for a reason it's okay yeah like keep it moving but when it comes to like um the whole thing we were just talking about about like yeah. being a dark skinned girl like when it comes to guys and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. definitely took me a long time to get over that because that really didn't have anything to do with the that way I was raised yeah. do you know what I mean and like yeah. I said in the past like my mom never really talked to me about those kinds of things mm-hmm. and then also like when it comes to like rejection like when you're like in a relationship yeah. like I just have like a lot of trauma when it comes to those things so I think when it comes to like being in a relationship or like liking somebody i protect myself at all costs yeah like i could be talking to you for like six months and you would never hear me say i like you even if you Mm, tell me that you like me like even like Mm -hmm. if you're we're together like if i don't feel safe or if you've done something to me in the past like if you say i love you i'm not saying it back Mm -hmm. obviously i love you or else my dumb ass wouldn't be here yeah but i'm not saying it you know what i mean like it's it's very hard for me to you know what I like it's not hard for me it's easy like I'm a very like emotional person mm-hmm. but because of my trauma like I actively like rejection because because there's rejection in like oh this guy didn't chop you yeah but then there's rejection in like you're with somebody and then like either they're cheating on you or mm-hmm. they're I don't know like you know what I mean yeah. right mm-hmm. so like when it comes to those things like I'm scared of that so like mm-hmm. I avoid that at all costs. So I, I'm not. Ex- I try not to express my feelings, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So for me, like a lot of shit's a big deal. Like for me to say I like you to somebody, or like anything like that, it's just. So I find myself showing my love in the opposite way. Like when I like somebody, I'm mean to them. Like I'll be like you're ugly, like shit like that. <laughs> but like. But like it's a joke. Not even it's a joke. But like when I if I say like oh you're so beat or you're so ugly or you're so annoying like what I really want to say like oh I really like you oh like I love you like oh I I'm really enjoying my time like but oh, like okay. I'll be like yeah like it's like a play you know me like it's a playful kind of yeah, like vibe yeah yeah 
And I feel like people always fuck with me more when I'm like that versus mm-hmm. when I start to feel comfortable and I start to be like, oh, I love you. And they're like, whoa, like what happened? Like, I thought yeah. you were hard body. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. But yeah. I think you asked me. <laughs> fuck, I talk too much. I think you asked me about my childhood. Oh, okay. How was how your race affects you? Yeah. Handling rejection. rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I asked you that question because I feel like, um, for a lot of people, like if you were spoiled. Mm. Mm, okay, well I'll just speak for myself. I'll just speak for myself because maybe it doesn't generalize to everyone else but I feel like because I was the first like grandchild because I was the first child from my parents and like the first niece from like my aunt and my uncle mm. I feel like they I don't want to say I was spoiled I don't think I was you just spoiled. had a lot of love I had a lot of love and, and a lot of adults in your life yeah and usually whenever like they never really said no to me be honest and even if one person says no another person another would say, person would say yes and even if they said no it would turn into a yes eventually mm-hmm. so i think i was always used to like getting what i wanted mm-hmm. right and even if it wasn't something that like i could get from someone else it was like i always i was raised like with the perspective that if i work hard enough i could get what i like get anything that i want mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. But like I feel like that doesn't always translate to like real world because you don't you can't work hard and get everything. You know what I mean? Sometimes shit just doesn't happen mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like as an adult or even like as a teenager, like whenever I experienced something where someone said no and it was like actually no, I was like, what? Like what do you mean no? Yeah. Like what are you talking? Like it was like a weird concept for me. Like what? Like it's actually a no. Like. You yeah. actually mean no, like, mm-hmm. or are you just saying no for now and like you're gonna say yes later on? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I think like, in terms of like working hard to like get in, to like, remember the school situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I was applying for my masters, like, I feel like I worked so hard and then I didn't get into that one school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so is it true that like me working hard, like I can attain everything, mm-hmm. or like is that just like something my parents told me? Yeah, as their child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like people that are spoiled, I don't want to say spoiled, but like that are just, they don't understand. Haven't heard no as often. As often, like it's hard for them to like grasp that as an adult and then they, then like it's harder for them to face rejection. Mm -hmm. Because even now I find myself like I don't, like if I know that there's like a, like a rejection looming, I will not do it. Mm. You know what I mean? And that goes with any, well not anything, like certain things. Like, mm-hmm. if it's, like, to do with a relationship or, like, dating, like, I won't do it. If it's, like, someone telling me, like, about myself, like, I won't do it. Yeah. Like, no, literally. I'm not even kidding. Mm-mm. Um, which is, like, an issue. But, yeah. I was gonna say that, um, I don't know if this relates, but in terms of, like, because I see what you mean about, like, being spoiled. And, like, I feel like a lot of people think, I'm spoiled because I'm an only child. Well, I grew up as an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't really think, especially now that I'm an adult, mm-hmm. like, the things that I 
am spoiled about, especially by my dad, mm-hmm. is like practical things. Like, mm-hmm. like if it's like a textbook, mm-hmm. or like if it's like winter tires, or yeah. like an oil change and stuff like that. Like, yeah. my dad is gonna handle that. So like, when it comes to like, I don't know. And then like, I just know that like, there's nothing. I know that there's nothing that. I could need or want that my my parents wouldn't do for me mm-hmm. so like I, they might like cuss me in the process like oh you're irresponsible yeah. but like I know at the end of the day like they're gonna take care of it so like yeah. when it comes to like um, hearing no mm-hmm. and you're right like my dad is like he'll act like he's not gonna do it and then like he does it they, yeah so it's like is it a no for now or yeah you know? but like when it comes to like I, I just feel like when it I don't think my parents have ever spoiled me like in things that are not practical maybe I'm biased but like even like as a kid like when it com- came to like gadgets and all those kinds of things like mm-hmm. my parents were never really like always buying me the new gadget and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like if it was like a new Blackberry then yeah but like I didn't have like DS, DSi like mm-hmm. iPad this and all that kind of stuff like yeah. it was never really like like that mm-hmm. so I don't know I think that also you see how you were saying that your parents told you like if you work hard you're gonna get what you want yeah like i think for me it was like if you work hard and you pray like you're gonna get what you want mm-hmm. so it's like for me like i just feel like god spoils me like i mm-hmm. i i honestly like for me like if there's something that i want mm-hmm. that is something that's good mm-hmm. and i pray about it i don't see it not happening yeah like it's gonna happen and mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen I look back and see why it didn't happen True. like yeah. for example the job like if that didn't if i got that job like i said would i have applied for my my phd probably not mm-hmm. i would be less motivated i would have put less yeah. effort yeah you know what i mean it's true so i just for me like i don't if there's something that i want like i said that's positive that's gonna help me and i pray for it mm-hmm. or even like my friends i pay for my friends or my friends friends pay for themselves like i don't it's gonna happen period Remember we were talking about in an episode, I don't know what episode it was, handling like confrontation or just, is that what Conflict resolution? Conflict resolution, yeah. I feel like it kind of ties back into that. Like I just don't like being, like hurting someone. You know what I mean? Especially knowing that I have a fear of rejection. I know other people probably do too, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So like I don't want to like hurt them. So honestly, like I feel like what I do is (laughs) I'll put myself in a position where like they would have to reject me are you dumb okay how does that work like say if i'm in a relationship <laughs> or something <laughs> um and i don't want to be with them anymore honestly it's very hard for me to like say it to say it yeah even if i feel it even if i'm acting that way and they know it too mm-hmm. but it's like the actual words of like saying it is hard mm-hmm. so like i will just like just be shit just feel like That's a shit i know it's not good but like I'd rather them look at me and be like, okay, like... You don't want to be the bad guy kind of thing. Yeah, like, I'd rather them look at me and be like, okay, like, they're not, like, being nice to me or whatever, instead of me hurting them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'd rather be the one that's hurt. Yeah. I think that, um, when it comes to, like, like, it depends. Because, like... I definitely like even like when it comes to like ghosting and stuff like that mm-hmm. like that's like a form of rejection true yeah um lately I don't give a fuck like literally <laughs> like oh my goodness did I tell you about this fucking date that I went on mm-hmm. the other day okay let me tell you so 
talking to this guy and like we weren't really like talking as much because like i guess he like he said he was doing his master's like he's finishing his master's right now mm -hmm. and also he works like like he has like a big people job like he's like 30 like he has a big oh, job okay. right yeah so he said he's working on a project so like mm -hmm. he was busy so he wasn't replying as much but then he came back and he was like oh like i want to hang like i want to want to date or whatever like mm -hmm. are you free blah 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 i'm like okay i'm free saturday evening mm -hmm. and he's like okay um let me i just i don't want to tell a lie let me pull it up <laughs> so i said um he said we can we can go for a ride probably grab something to drink right okay so i'm thinking like we're gonna the ride is to to the place where we're gonna get the drinks right like wait what because he said <laughs> where would the ride be, be going to where else would it be going right so that's not an unfair assumption right that the yeah. ride like we're gonna go on a ride like you're gonna pick me up we're gonna go get drinks right yeah okay so um and then he said he'll come down to ajax Okay. So then I said, did you have somewhere? I said, okay, that's cool. Sounds like a plan. Blah, blah, blah. Do you have somewhere in mind? And he's like, I don't know. Ajax, you'll have to pick a place. Yeah. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, like, go on Google, bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then I'm like, we don't have to stay in Ajax. Ajax, I can meet you. Because honestly, for the first day, I want to drive myself anyway. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So then he's like, oh, I really don't know where it's open, to be honest. Okay. Right? Then whatever. So fast mm -hmm. forward to the day of, he goes, oh, are we still on for today mm -hmm. and i said sorry what exactly are we doing and he said i why don't we figure it out when we meet as long as we have a nice conversation and we get to know each other better that's cool right so i'm thinking okay. like okay like i was kind of like iffy but then my friend's like nah like you know what he sounded like he has money because like if you didn't <laughs> have money then like you would have picked the place like because if i pick a yeah, place you know what i true, mean like because i'm like i'm yeah. going to ruth chris like yeah <laughs> so whatever true. So my friends like run his pocket, run his pockets. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna run his pockets. <laughs> so now fast forward, I told him to meet me at the school at my house because like you're not coming to yeah, my house. Yeah. Um. So I pull up and I call him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are you here? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in this, this in this car. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. gonna come. And he's like, oh, you're gonna come or should I come? And I'm like, I'm gonna come. Like, why yeah. would you come in my car, bitch? So whatever, I go in the car. Yeah. What the hell? I go in the car. The car's stinking, right? Oh. And then I'm like. And like I had like a couple of glasses of wine, right? Yeah. So then, um, like I wasn't drunk. I wasn't drinking and driving though. I was yeah. just, I was like, <laughs> I was, you know, I was loose. Yeah. So um, and he fucking, I looked down and he has no shoes on, and no socks. What? And no shoes in sight. Wait, what? So how are we supposed to go to a restaurant? I'm so confused. First of all, he was wearing shorts. Like, you see, like, no, you see your top? Yeah. Like, a material, like, that oh, short. okay, yeah. And, like, a, just a t-shirt, like, mm -hmm. his house clothes. And, like, I was wearing, you see with my last Instagram picture? The jeans yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was wearing that, but, like, I wasn't wearing the Crocs. I had, like, these other shoes. Mm -hmm. So, and I did my fucking makeup, okay? Mm -hmm. And then, so we're just sitting there and we're talking, talking. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, is he gonna, are we going to this? Yeah. Like, what's going on? We're just talking, like the conversation wasn't too bad. And then like an hour like we're talking for like an hour. And then he goes, Oh, like I'm gonna he's like gonna head out soon. And I'm like, What? Like you want me to head out? And then he's like, No, he's like, I'm gonna head out. It's getting dark out. And I'm like, What? But I didn't react, so I was like, 
okay. And like he kept talking, talking. And then like he's like, yeah, I have church tomorrow. He's like, yeah, you know how it goes. And he's like trying to talk to me about God. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm never going to see you again. Like, like what? I'm so confused. And then, and then like five minutes later, I'm like, oh, like I'm gonna let you go. And he's like, okay, yeah. I'm like, okay, like yeah, get home safely. He's like, yeah, I'll text you when I get home. And I'm like, of course. I literally got to my car and I blocked him. <laughs> Cause like. That's so confusing. Like, Cause what? like why? Like this is the date that you're taking me on. You came with no shoes and no socks. <laughs> Did he live far away? He lived in North York. And he drove to Ajax to sit in the car and talk. At thirty year, at thirty two years old. That's interesting. I just think he has feet. Car smells like cologne and feet. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I blocked him. So like these days, like if you. Nobody's above blocking. Nobody above blocking. Anybody can be blocked at any fucking blocking time. Like, yeah. if you say one thing that I don't like, I'm blocking yeah. you. And I feel like it should be that way. But yeah, I'm not even doing the ghosting thing no more. I just block. Is that ghosting if you block them? Yeah. Well, he blocked. Um, but yeah. When it comes to those things, I think in the past, like I didn't want to be rude and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I would just keep replying or keep talking to them and then end up in a situation or end up getting treated like shit. But like these days, like I just been there, done that. And mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do that. So I just, I ghost people unapologetically these days. Yeah. Don't you also think though that there's kind of like levels to rejection? Like there's like dating rejection mm -hmm. there's relationship rejection mm -hmm. there's like when you apply for like you know jobs or school kind of rejection mm -hmm. like you getting like subpar grades mm -hmm. i feel like that's a form of rejection too mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i feel like there's certain rejections that like hurt me more and like will have me staying at like a level for a while but then there's a certain rejection where like i'm like okay like I'm motivated to like prove you wrong and like do better you know i think for me the difference is um if you try really hard and you get rejected i yeah. think it's obviously harder and it may oh, make you okay. not want to progress because if i put like 50 percent effort mm -hmm. and i get rejected it's like okay i know i have another 50 percent in me so if i do break yeah. that then i'm gonna get it because like me like if we take it to school like yeah. i'm not really like like i'm not really a person that like let school like consume them like that like mm -hmm. like, I've, like i always tell you i'm not losing no sleep over school like i'm going <laughs> yeah. to sleep i'm not staying up to study yeah. do you know what i mean and yeah. i've always gotten like b's and a's like mm -hmm. if i if i when it was my master's i got all a's and it's because i obviously mm -hmm. cared and tried more mm -hmm. but it's like whenever i like whenever i'd get like b's and like um lower a's like mm -hmm. it it never really hit me because i'm like i know that i could have tried harder yeah. when i was doing my master's the one b that i got mm -hmm. i was like i talked to my prof i'm like so what's up because yeah. i actually tried <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah so i think when you try your hardest and it's still a no yeah then you're scared to try again because it's like what do i do differently i already thought yeah. i did everything that i had to do mm -hmm. but you then you put in so much effort exactly yeah. so it's like this is the same effort that i'm gonna have so mm -hmm. it's still gonna be a no yeah. but then when you know you have more effort that's true yeah and I think that goes for relationships too because it's like yeah, if you feel like you're holding them down and doing everything like mm -hmm. you're you're doing everything you're trying to hold this down da, 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 mm -hmm. and then things things are still not going right mm -hmm. then it hurts whereas like if you didn't 
like care. you said, yeah. like that guy that I blocked, I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I haven't lost any sleep. It's funny yeah. to me. Me and my friends laughed about it. Yeah. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. Um, I also think like any form of rejection really usually has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, sometimes it does. It's like directly has something to do with you like you did something to someone and then they you know want to like not talk to you anymore but i feel like for the most part like it's either you're not a good fit Mm -hmm. like it's not the right time Mm -hmm. you know or i don't know usually it has nothing to do with you or that person is going through something exactly and they're projecting something onto you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so I feel like for the most part, I want to say like 90% of the time, rejection actually has nothing to do with you. And I feel like mm-hmm. once you view it like that, like you'll, you're better equipped to like handle rejection. Yeah. And I think that like even, I think life is full of rejections. Like even with people that, because we're, think, we're thinking of rejection as like, oh, this person is rejecting you. They don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Like even your friends, your family, they're going to reject you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and those are the ones that, sometimes hurt more yeah but those are the ones that we get over like more quickly more i think so yeah that's because it, that. it doesn't have to be like a detrimental like rejection like yeah. if you let's say like your friend is like let's say you and your friend talk every day on the phone at 7 p.m mm-hmm. and then like three days go by and they're declining your calls like mm-hmm. you can make it about you and say oh what the fuck why isn't they should answer my phone call or you could say okay what is deja going through that yeah. she's not answering the phone yeah do you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. what i've learned like that's what i've i've tried like if if i feel like um either i'm not hearing from my friend as much or mm-hmm. they're being rude to me or like whatever like before mm-hmm. like i used to like make it about me yeah and like get sad about it mm-hmm. like now i think my initial reaction is still the same because i'm still who i am mm-hmm. but then i'm like okay Teresa, no it's not mm-hmm. about you this person has a whole life outside of you like yeah yes you're a big part of their life but you're not their whole life just like yeah. vice versa That's like true. you know what i mean like and like maybe this person is actually tired or maybe yeah. they had a bad day like mm-hmm. maybe them and their man had a fight like it has nothing to do yeah. with you That's true. and even if it does like i feel like if it does you'll know it. yeah you know what i mean like you'll actually know and one thing <laughs> that um this fucking teacher that i had in high school that i fucking hate but anyway one thing that she said that i always remember she said that like sometimes like if your friend is being rude to you or whatever mm-hmm. and like in your head you're, you're like oh they're mad at me they're mad at me mm-hmm. but it's like take a step back like did you do anything yeah did true. anything happen no yeah. so they're not mad at you yeah like you know what i mean yeah i feel like honestly like rejection and how people handle it has a lot to do or says a lot about their ego and how big their ego is. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know sorry, I mean? say that again. Like um, rejection and how people deal with rejection mm-hmm. has a lot to do with their ego. Yeah. Like if they have a really big ego, you know what I mean? They're gonna think like any little thing that you do that's negative, mm-hmm. like it has to do with them. One thing, you know how we talked about how you're raised in rejection? One yeah. thing I will say is that although me and my parents are very like everything happens for a reason kind of people, mm-hmm. I don't like public L's. Like, oh, if I'm taking yeah. an L, like, I'm going to take it, like, like in private, in private yeah. and I'm okay with that. But once oh, yeah. other people start to know, yeah, is when, like, the whole city of Toronto thing, like, mm-hmm. I actually don't think I ever told my friends that. 
like I don't yeah I don't think I ever told my friends that mm-hmm. so it's like and it's a whole year now I'm comfortable mm-hmm. saying it out yeah. loud but like I've yeah. never talked about it to anybody before yeah you know what I mean I feel like with the public thing it's like like yes you're being rejected rejected but like now it's an embarrassment too yeah you know and you're like oh like I can't deal with both at the same time yeah and and for me too like when it comes to like relationships too like the whole rejection of like you cheating on me like that's rejection like unfortunately like I've endured that but like mm-hmm. now if like people know yeah or like mm-hmm. everyone knows mm-hmm. like I'm out of here yeah cause you're not about to have bitches laughing at me yeah you know what I mean that's true so yeah it's definitely the embarrassment that i think it's the embarrassment that comes with rejection that amplifies it yeah yeah because i have no problem taking like dealing with rejection by myself you think like in private like yeah it still hurts but like Mm -hmm. i feel like it would hurt so much more if everyone knew and i think that one thing that i um have worked on but definitely can work on more is like you know how we said that um a lot of rejection is not about you yeah like I think that like on that same train of thought like don't like internalize like it's like especially if somebody cheats on you like that's rejection you're gonna mm. ask yourself what's wrong with me like what mm. can I do better like yeah like blah 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 or like you know what I mean like obviously everything in life like self-reflect obviously take yeah. accountability but mm. at the same time like don't like like put your on. value like, oh yeah, yeah don't like your self-worth shouldn't be in how others respond to you because yeah, essentially like you being rejected from a school whatever whatever that's like mm-hmm. other people's interpretation of you right mm-hmm. so it's like and even like especially if you're applying to school like that's mm-hmm. somebody like reading you on a piece of paper like know, you may not true. like translate like they don't know your mind mm-hmm. from that do you mm-hmm. know what i mean so like and even like that interview like that doesn't define me like mm-hmm. i have their it's experience like a piece of you yeah yeah. What you're seeing. yeah exactly so yeah just wanted to say that mm-hmm. and having like a fear of rejection too can be super like can stop you from experiencing life i think mm-hmm. you know if you're always scared about like failing mm-hmm. like you're never gonna do anything yeah you know what i mean it's true so i think important ways to or healthy ways to handle rejection would be to remind yourself of your worth and what you have to offer just because you didn't get a position the man or i don't know whatever you went out to do and got rejected from just because you didn't get it doesn't mean that you know you're a bad person or that you're not deserving of what you're trying to get Mm -hmm. but um yeah um and i also think especially when it comes to like rejection interpersonal rejection like rejection with other people if it's like a friend or like a relationship anything like that i feel like it's important to like surround yourself with people that like you know actually love you Mm -hmm. so that you don't feel like like you don't as we were saying before like internalizing like that one person not loving you or like rejecting you Mm -hmm. i feel like if you surround yourself with like your good good friends or like your family knowing that they love you it'll kind of like help counteract that rejection in a way yeah that makes sense because you know know that regardless like you're still loved and you're still loved yeah yeah um 
And also, <laughs> I think it's important not to like be so critical of yourself when you experience rejection. Because yes, you want to like look at the things that went wrong so like you don't do that for the future. I guess that's important to always be like, you know, um, self-correcting in a way mm -hmm. and like learning mm -hmm. from like past mistakes. But like, you don't have to like send yourself down like a downward spiral and like start to like think like, oh, I'm a terrible person because this one thing didn't happen for me. Like, you know, don't be so extra. A lie, don't be so extra. <laughs> like, don't be. But, um, yeah. And just remind yourself that, you know what? You are amazing and you're great. And, mm -hmm. like, anything that's for you will happen for you. Period. At the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Retweet. That's all I have to say. Retweet, sign. Oh, and you know what? Also, I think it's important to remind yourself that, like, you're not the only one that's experiencing this form of rejection. Mm -hmm. You know when you experience rejection, you think, like, oh, my God, like, it's only me. Mm -hmm. you know it's me that's experiencing this because i'm whatever 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 but like you're definitely not the only one mm -hmm. so yeah and also sometimes that. be more open about like i know we talked about not liking embarrassment but at the same time mm -hmm. sometimes you have to um like tell show your people you, you're like yeah. you you might like your friends are not gonna think any less of you because you didn't get a job or you didn't get yeah. into school or like whatever and like they've probably experienced that too yeah you know true. and if you are open with them then they might be more inclined to be open with you the next time they're going through it yeah. and then it ends the cycle of like everybody hiding. just hiding <laughs> things and i think yeah. that's a i think that's a, a really like a black people thing too like everything's like very hide the negatives hide the negative yeah. things like and especially with social media like that is yeah, very obviously. heightened like yeah. everybody's posting like I got in, I got in, but nobody's posting yeah. like, oh, I didn't get the job, like, you know? Yeah. So. That's so true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, like we said, this is the last episode of season two. Yes. And we'll be back with season three. On September 24th. <laughs> September 24th, so mark your calendars. In the meantime, if you miss us, Go listen to the old episodes. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, we're obviously still gonna um, be what's the word active on our Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, if you guys have any feedback from season two or even season one, so anything that you want us to incorporate in the new season, like let us know and we'll do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. this has been your girl, Himati. And Dej. And this is... Dark and Lovely Pod. Bye, guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs>